Welcome to Up The Riz, the Risper Rangers podcast. So welcome to Up The Riz, the official Risper Rangers FC podcast, giving you all things Riz, both on and off the pitch. Before we start, though, this weekend, we've had the sad announcement that Karen Brown, the fixtures secretary at the Spartan South Midlands League, has passed away. Uh, the news was a shock to all of us. And on behalf of everyone at Risborough Rangers FC, uh, we would like to pay our respects to Karen and to send our condolences to her and her, her family and her friends. Uh, she will be greatly missed for her dedication to the league in what, as fixtures secretary, was often a difficult and thankless task. As for this episode of Up There Is, this is a sneaky bonus edition in response to the club just releasing its list of retained players for the 23-24 season and announcing four new quality signings with one or two more possibly yet to come. So we shall take you on a whistle-stop tour from defence through to attack, looking at individual players as well as possible combinations and also reference those players who've left or just not yet quite rejoined. Uh, At Riz, we're not immune from the crazy world of the non-league closed season. Uh, our guest today should know a thing or two about the subject matter, as it's Risborough Rangers FC head coach and most famous prodigal son, Mr. Paul Bonham. Uh, welcome, Paul. How are you? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having us on. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Your, your coaching, uh, obviously, at Rangers is very important for the club. But what's the journey been in terms of you know the qualification process and and where you've been and what you've been doing? Yeah, no, I, I think the I think when I finally sort of decided to get get into coaching, the courses and the sort of the the badges, what the FA do. So I did the level one, did the level two. Then I did the youth modules, which are now sort of the FA have now combined them. It was it was only as soon as I sort of did them that sort of one you start getting sort of oh, I don't know we're sort of obsessed in the training in the coaching, being back involved in football again. Um, and then sort of as as I've done that, I was obviously just progressed, and then just felt more comfortable getting into senior football, and that's obviously where I find myself now. And in terms of how you kind of measure your success, I mean, you mentioned about players moving on. I mean, in, in your time at Risborough, and obviously you've had quite a long association with the club on and off, haven't you? But um, there's been some players moved through. We've talked about Ash, obviously, um, on, on the podcast just recently. But the likes of um, Lewis Patrick, you know, going off up higher up the pyramid, off up to Uxbridge. And Marcus Wiley, of course, went off to Enfield Town. I mean, is that one of the measures for you about, you know, whether you're a successful coach or not? Yeah, no, I think so. I think the um... I mean, I always sort of manage it, even from when sort of the, it's just little things that from how I sort of, you realise that you put a good session on, especially sort of like with kids football. Um, and then when I was sort of did the bit at um, Oxford United, I was there for two two years, sort of in their their academy. It's that moment of when, it's all even with adult football, it's that the players sort of, sort of come to you at the end of it and say, is the session over? Is it, is it gone? And you sort of realise that it goes to, it goes so quick that they realise that it's my measure that it's been a good session, is that they've literally sort of lost that sort of feeling of time. Yes, you sort of look at sort of like the bigger picture with the players going through, um, sort of, yes, you sort of, you do sort of mask that bit of success. But for me, it's just more, are the players enjoying the sessions? Are the players coming back? Um, are you sort of getting um, sort of the moments that we're, what we're working on in training, and we're putting it into the game. Do you start seeing in that? It's just they're they're the sort of things that I see from a coaching point of view. Sort of you take out the results and stuff. It's it's that part of it that I see 
sort of myself as sort of am I doing well am I doing what sort of like Sturge and Mark want us to do sort of on the coaching side Cool. Well, look, you mentioned Sturge. I haven't mentioned him yet, which is a bit remiss of me, but uh, obviously we've got the usual characters in the room. Uh, ben Sturges, Sturge is with us. Sturge, how are you? You had a late night last night, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very well, mate. I'm a little bit jaded, but um, not too bad. Lovely, lovely Father's Day. So, yeah, I'm OK. Thank you. Well, that's good. And uh, Lav is with us. Sorry, mate. Tav is with us again. Tav, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, all good. It's a, I, I'm so pleased it is a podcast uh, and that we're not videoed because uh, both Sturge and Tav are in vests today, which is just <laughs> me and Paul have got we've got a lot to deal with is all I can say. Well, look, thanks both for joining us and let's crack on. We're going to look at the players, obviously, and the new signings, the retain list and the new signings. We're going to whiz through those. Let's start with the management team because, um, you know, we probably don't talk about mark enough in a way i mean he does come up but we spend a lot of time on the players but obviously mark eaton's staying with us uh, again for the coming season what can anybody tell us about him in terms of his management style and and maybe if we're being a bit more objective and self-critical what what can he do to you know push the team on a bit more this season and, and to get that you know much longed for promotion ben obviously being a close ally to him Obviously, just just firstly, mate, I've said it before, he's actually a, a great person, which I think within non-league is so important because I'll be honest with you, fortunately, in my time, which is, is quite a nice thing to say, all the managers I've ever played under have been really nice people. And ultimately, um, people think that you have to maybe have a sort of streak in your stuff like that to win things and that. But, but as I said, I think, I tend to, to do more for people that do more for me. I mean, it's a respect thing as well. So on that front, I think, mate, he's tried to help personally loads of people out recently. Like obviously, with the AK situation and stuff like that, it's been really good for, for Mark to be involved in that. And he, he actually takes it with personal pride in the fact that he's willing to help people. Um, so on that front, he's a great person. Um, Football-wise, mate, he's full on. He'll be first to admit it. He, he's hands to the pump. You have to be willing to to give up some of your time for him. I think his genuine passion for this football club is, is unmasked at any other club I've been. Um, I know there's been a merry-go-round this summer and I actually believe that he could have possibly gone into any of these jobs that have happened. I'll be honest. Um, he didn't feel the need to even apply for them. I can say that. I can say that, speak on his behalf. Um, we've all been together and obviously management teams, normally like you just said, sort of, we didn't even have a discussion if we were staying. It was just, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean, we haven't had, had a conversation as a free to, to to even discuss that. Do we think that obviously myself, I'm still playing, so it's a little bit different. But Paul and Mark, there was no discussion. No one sat down and said, obviously, like the meetings we've had to have with several players that if you wanted to obviously leave and things like that. As a manager, mate, he, he's brilliant. His, de- his, his uh, attention to detail is massive. He's just spot on, mate. He's just a lovely bloke. And I think, like I said at the start, that's, that's the main thing for me. And one of the uh, things about the meet and greet was Mark was saying that a big motivation for him this season is to to get the team over the line and to see the team be able to celebrate with some silverware and come out at the end of a season in a way that we haven't over the last couple of seasons. And Paul, you've worked with Mark for uh, quite some time now on and off, haven't you? I mean, what's, what's your insights into his management style? And does he remind you of anybody in particular? Oh, crikey, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if he, he reminds me because I think he's um I don't think he mind me saying he, he's quite unique. Um <laughs> I think he'd love for me to say, oh yeah, Joey, he's he's a bit sort of like sort of the Jose Mourinho sort of style of that. But uh, I mean the biggest thing, I think it's a real sort of credit to him, 
he's and like Serge touched on it, he's relentless. He is in, in everything that he does. And I think it's either you you have to just sort of you get dragged in, you get you just get drawn into it. Um, and like I say when he's sort of in full steam and you can see how passionate he is about sort of football and I mean mainly for, for Risborough. Um I think it's um yeah, I think it's it's good to be around. I think I'd agree the relentless tag, um, also the likeable, uh, the straightforward, straight up, honest, you know, he's very easy to deal with. You know where you are with him. Um, I, I was trying to think of managers that, you know, he sort of resembles in management style and you'd know from the dressing room. So it'd be different from my perspective, but I got a bit of a Harry Redknapp about him for me in terms of that side to his character, but also knowing a few people, a bit of a wheeler dealer, um, <laughs> successful in his own way, will stay at clubs for a, you know, a good number of years, you know, wants to buy into a project and, and work for it. So I got, I got a bit of that about him, but Tav, you know, what you've obviously been alongside Mark for quite some time as well. Your, your thoughts on his style? Yeah, I've, I've been here from, from the start of the, uh, of the Eaton era and it's, 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 it's been touched on already, really. He's, he's full through it all the time. High energy, uh, passionate. Yeah, he, he's, he's clever as well. I, I think mm-hmm. we probably left out. He, he looks to put people around him to balance his, his traits and he's quite self-aware. I think sometimes um, no is not an option with Mark uh, or can't isn't an option with Mark. It's just... Yeah, 100% maximum effort the whole time. And like Ben says, for on a, on a personal note, he's a top, top bloke. He'll do anything for you. Um, you know, and that's on a, a football and a, and a personal level. If you're, if, you're, if you're in with Mark, he's incredibly loyal um, and incredibly caring as well. Top bloke, top, top bloke. And Ben, as assistant manager, what did you learn from last season and what are you going to do differently going forward? Mate, I need to find the balance of the, the player side and obviously the management side, I feel like I am the link between the players, but I can't be too much of a link because um, I've got a job to do, mate. I've got a job to do to get this club to where it belongs as far as I'm concerned. And as a management team, as us three, um, Paul, will, Paul will put the sessions on uh, and hopefully we'll replicate on the pitch. And, and that's how it has to be. But I'm I'm very player sort of related. I'm willing to speak to people. I'm willing to help people, but I just don't like people uh, pushing the boundaries, mate. I think obviously as I spoke on Thursday, um, I'm with you until you overstep the line and once you overstep the line I think we've got an issue as far as I'm concerned I think me and Mark have been big on that this year and I'll be honest with you Al I don't think the group's particularly like that I think it's actually a nice group to be involved the dress room's great but I just think that as long as everyone buys into it and and obviously speaking on my side I need to concentrate on maybe not being too old school because that's the way I've been around dress rooms that's the way I've been brought up and the managers I've had of have implemented that into me a little bit. So I've sort, sort of tried to take a from your Graham Malcolms, who uh, was obviously the bloke that first made me captain at Flat Relief and gave me my best memory in football um, from just literally sitting you down at half time and just saying, right, calm down. This is how we're going to win the game. Paul, thinking about from the coaching perspective, you've given us some of your insights into what you think uh, clicks for success in terms of how you measure what you're doing as a coach. But very specifically for Rangers, you know, going into the new season, what what sort of up towards the top of your priority about what, what you want to focus on as head coach? Yeah, I, I know. I mean, we've we've spoken about it quite a lot, sort of in the summer and stuff. And I, and I just sort of think that, um, I mean. Everyone coming in, if you look at the players coming into pre-season, they're all really, really good players. 
I mean, some of some of the players, and I know we will touch on it a little bit in in the episode. Some of the players who are coming in are players which I never thought I'd be working with. From honest, especially within sort of at Brisbane. Um, so we know the quality is there. So it's one we've got to work out sort of how we're going to play because I think going into sort of how we were sort of from last year, I do I, I personally do think we need to tweak it a little bit. I think we got. Um, I think we were probably a little bit too predictable. I think teams were probably facing up to us and going, right, they're going to play a certain way. Right, we'll fix up this way. And I think that showed um, a bit sort of probably against the Dunstable game. I know we probably didn't play our best, but they had a plan and it worked very well. So we need to, we have to work how to adapt it, whether we go from, right, we'll start off with playing plan A, right, we now to now that's not quite working. Can we change within within the ranks? Can we quickly change the plan B? I think we need to be more flexible in, in how we play. Um, but I, I'm, I really want to work on just the, apart from being organised, apart from obviously doing the normal stuff with set plays, et cetera, it's just having sort of making sure our work rate is second to none. It is sort of, I know it's an old cliche, but it is that sort of thing of like, no one is going to outwork us. It, it literally, it cannot happen. And, and from within, within that, if you're playing with a real intensity, teams can't can't get near you. And you, you start off like that, um, sort of like I, know, I sort of saw a tweet like, uh, from Wayne Rooney was sort of, uh, it was saying you, you earn the right. So whether we start that within the training, starting the intensity, I know that Sturgis is going to be massive on it. I know Mark's going to be massive on it. Is that intensity in how we train, take that onto a pitch, and then you you start getting that right. Honestly, I, I just think that one teams can't match it is the fitness, and then the, and then the quality will come through. And then I, th- I think we'll sort of if we can overrun teams, uh, I think that we'll do really well next year. Also, we have to be willing to change shape and stuff like that. That Paul said, and I agree with Paul absolutely one hundred percent at Dunstable game. And that's obviously a negative for me when I said to you when I've come away from games and and I'm like. We've just literally replicated the same thing from the first minute to the end. We haven't changed anything. We haven't changed our shape. We haven't changed the dynamic of how we're playing. And I'm thinking that's down to me and down to us as a management team. Why didn't we do that? So 100% this conversation, we have had conversations over the summer and we, we, we are, we are going to work on it and it's going to be pre-season where we're going to try different things and not necessarily worry about winning them games because I think over the years I've been a little bit fixated on that. I think we won most of our games in pre-season last year and ended up and I ended up how starting how we did. So I think we didn't really work on changing the shape or, or playing a different formation. So it's something that we will be doing this year. And like Paul said, the quality of the players will always come through, but there's a few little things we need to work on in pre-season, which I'm going to enjoy being part of. Because I'm going to be doing it, but I'm going to be enjoy enjoy seeing other people suffer as well. <laughs> and another addition to the coaching team, Nick Lacey's come to us from Beaconsfield Town FC, a goalkeeping coach. I mean, Paul, what do you think he's going to be bringing to Connor's game? Oh, I think bringing in, I mean, I think bringing in a goalkeeper coach is, is massive because in training, um, there's only so much sort of that Connor could have done, could have done to improve himself. Um, obviously, at the moment, obviously, there's no coach. He was sort of going into um, a bit of a warm-up. I think Mark touched on it um, on, on Thursday. I think Mark tried to do a session with him and lasted literally about five minutes and tore, tore a muscle in his leg. So it's sort of, it's been a sort of tough, tough for Connor because, like I say, a goalkeeper of his quality um, has come in and he's sort of, sort of self-developed himself. So now we've got a keeper to come in right from the start um, goalkeeper coach coming right from the start 
uh, work with him, work on things that Connor needs to improve on. Um, like I say, and hopefully, I think like I say, I, well, I'm very confident. I know Connor's been saying the same thing. I think it's, I think Connor's going to be unbelievable this year. I, I think he's yeah. going to, on, on a different level. Um, uh, just and just things with it's going to be if he's doing that, he's going to be more confident. Um, yeah, and I say, I think he's yeah, he's going to be on a different level. And the meet and greet was a, literally a chance for Nick to meet Connor. Um, how how did they s- strike up with each other? Yeah, no, no. I'll say, um, spoke to Connor today. Yeah, he's. I mean, Nick Nick King sort of has come from. Um, come, he was at Beaconsfield last year, I think the year before he he had a couple of years at Kidlington. So he 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 knows what he's doing. He's um, he seemed a really nice chap. Sort of yeah. um, sort of really sort of good good character. Very confident. Um, and like I say, I think they're going to get on really well. And I think, like I say, also as well, even though Nick's sort of working within the the goalkeeper side of it, I think he's going to be a massive plus to even to have him on the bench. I think he's, he's a knowledgeable chap. Um, I think he's going to be good to have around the camp as well. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. Okay, so let's have a look at the defence then, and we'll include uh, Connor in that, obviously, as keeper, and we'll start with him then. Uh, what's our thoughts about Connor? You sort of talked a little about uh, about Nick as uh, goalkeeping coach, but I mean, if we look at stats last season, and obviously it wasn't all Connor because we had a, a few uh, people in that number one uh, slot at the start of the season, but we conceded 56 goals as a defence last season compared to just 23 the season before. Um you know, how much is Connor's uh, influence going through next season going to be important for us? Um, massive, mate. I'll be honest. And, and obviously, we've talked about Mark and stuff. Firstly, what's a bloke he is. Like, I love Connor. I've got a lot of time for him. I've had good conversation with him over the summer. And um, one that was um, offered around clubs, to be honest. Clubs were keen to get him. Uh, he's been very loyal. He's stuck with us. And he's stuck with us for one reason and one reason only. And, and people will think different, but I'll be perfectly honest with you, he absolutely loves the dressing room. He fell in love back with football, he was struggling, and I've had good conversations with him. He was a professional footballer, so speaks volumes, doesn't it? He was struggling massively through an injury and he fell out of love with football. And um, I feel that being involved in our dressing room, which is a big tick for us, that he's he's fallen in love with the game. And there's no denying that me, Mark, and Paul, when we first sat down at the end of last season, very quickly after the last game of the season, Letting that amount of goals in is not acceptable. You're not going to do anything in football doing that. And we were fortunate that we scored so many, we got in a position we did. If you look at all the foundations of every side that's ever won a league, professionally and non-league, it's built on a defence that doesn't concede many goals. And that's a fact. So that was massive. And I know, obviously, the retained list and players will be looking at it thinking, oh, we've we've acquired players in their positions and stuff. But as I said Thursday, it's a blank sheet of paper for all of them, including myself. I need to earn my side, uh, my stripes in the side. And it is what it is. Like Defence-wise, we need to be better. And that's as simple as that. We cannot concede that. We need we need to be looking to concede half of what we conceded last year, at best, in my opinion. Well, our retained list uh, as a unit at the back, uh, Josh Urquhart, captain, uh, Joel Reid, uh, Joe Fitzgerald, Jamie Robinson and Alex Sethi. Uh, perhaps start with the captain. Um, I, I think I had in my mind just the slightest of doubts that Josh might not come back for this season being a new dad and he's got a lot on his plate and he's um, won't mind any of us saying uh, he's a little bit older than uh, some in the squad um, Tav I mean that's a big deal though that he's with us and I know him and Mark have a very good solid relationship uh, worked together for many years but 
having Josh with us is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, Josh Josh is just one of my favourite human beings generally. Um, he just encapsulates everything that the club's about. He takes everything in his stride. On the pitch, he's a he's a leader. He's not he's not a leader, you know. Like he's he's not going to shout and holler at people. Doesn't lose his temper uh, every now and then. He's he's had, he's had a, a minor blowout, but you know, if we're comparing him to Sturge, for example, it, it, <laughs> it's a, a campfire as opposed to a volcano. So, um, yeah, he's, it's it's massive having him back. He's an absolute Rolls Royce of a, of a centre half. A brilliant bloke, brilliant player. Settle for that. And talking of uh, good guys, Joel, Joel Reed uh, re-signing as well. I mean, he's been a massive stalwart of the club, uh, very loyal uh, to us over so many years. Uh, great that he's still with us. Uh, what will you be looking to get out of him next season, Paul? Um, well, I think the thing, I think what was so good about Joel, I think he, I'm pretty sure, I think it was nine goals last, last season. I think it was from, from set plays. Yeah. So again, it's one where I don't think that we've sort of the amount of set plays, corners, free kicks that we actually have that we've we've converted as many as we've done do. I mean, what one you, you can always count on him. Um and I think they say sort of defensively, I think he's he he's like a rock. I think him sort of like work they work, work so well, obviously on the left hand side, sweet left to it, very physical, always gives a hundred percent. Um and like you say, it's sort of uh, he's one of the guys who sort of Will always be at training. Can always count on. Very reliable. Um, yeah, and I, I think he's a very good footballer, which which obviously helps. And another centre back option. Uh, great to see Alex Sethi um, back in the fold. Uh, obviously, he went away. Took a bit of time with Penn uh, during last season uh, to get his game back after coming back from that hor- horrific injury. Um, Sturge, great to have him back. And what a warrior! I mean, you'd want to step out on the pitch with him at you know alongside you, wouldn't you? You'd always want him on your side, mate, I can assure you, in more ways than one. Um, when Alex is in, he's all in. And I'll, I won't mind saying, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying, I think he struggled with the fact of the start of last season. Um, there were some things that went on that I didn't particularly agree with, and I've said that to him. So um, it'll be different this year. Um, everyone's going to get ample opportunity. Um, he's an absolute warrior. And he, he if you cut him, he'll bleed with well, be honest. He loves the club. He really does. And he is someone that I'm looking forward to work, working to. Uh, and with um, and I think he's going to be exceptional for us he's looked really sharp this summer obviously we've mentioned the cage and he's looked very fit he looks in shape as you probably saw Thursday he's ready to go so again like Paul said earlier I'll echo that um, we're all so excited and he definitely will be to get going and I'm pretty sure that he's going to be a massive integral part to um, to what we're going to achieve this year just on Joe on, on my behalf I actually thought he was one of our best players towards the end of last season I'll be honest um, I thought he did really well so um, it's really positive, mate, that we managed to keep them. Absolutely. I mean, for me, for Seth, it would be great to see him fully fit, uh, back consistently uh, playing and, you know, getting a, a, an opportunity to show what he can do. And, you know, we're going to be so busy next season through league and cups. Um, we want to go deeper into cup competitions that, you know, players are going to get plenty of opportunities to play throughout the squad, uh, which is great. Um, a couple of the uh, fullbacks, Fitzy. I mean, he's been on the up the Riz pod, so we, we can't be too nice about him. But uh, I, I have to say, hand on heart, I absolutely love the bloke. Uh, and I did before he came to us because I just think character-wise, uh, for me, just brings so much to a team. Apart from his you know, understandable footballing skills, 
Uh, I think he just adds so much uh, to a squad, to a club. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to see him um, playing. I think he's a, a bright player and I think he's, you know, he's really, really good for us. He's, um, he's an absolute integral part, mate. I'll be honest. He's, um, <clears throat> we're going to form a leadership group and a bit of breaking news. He'll be in it 100%. He'll Good be cool. part of it because um, the way he is, the stigma and obviously his football intelligence, mate, is massive. Sort of even in, within within half times and stuff like that, little details. that I'll have conversations with players that I look to respect and things like that. And he's one of them. Um, and obviously you said you loved him before he came. I didn't. I thought he was an absolute nightmare. Similar to myself, everyone said that about me probably, but he's one of them players that I didn't particularly like. Um, but when he's with you, again, he's sort of the player you want in your side. So he will be a massive part for us going forward. And actually, mate, he's a very good footballer. I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is. Um, I don't can't believe I'm saying this on here and I'm going to get loads of WhatsApp messages tonight. But um, yeah, he's actually a very good footballer. And a, a young talent that we have uh, in the back group, uh, Jamie Robinson, uh, you know, he, he's shown his mettle last season. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him very quick, very creative. Um, Paul? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, young Jamie, which will just touch on, on Fitzy a bit sort of and sort of uh, go on what um, Snurge was saying is I think um, every sort of stint that I've sort of had sort of as a, a manager at Aylesbury, Fitzy was my first signing, made him captain straight away. Um, and and I was sort of when he did join Risborough, I was sort of there's that sort of slight concern that um, he's going into a group of sort of like leaders uh, of sort of um, and he's straight away. I think I think I watched the first game and he's in there sort of being very vocal right from the first bit. He's he's basically someone when you get in sort of the trenches, you want him in there, like you know for a fact he's going to give a hundred percent. And I think he was like saying integral part of definitely towards the end of the season um, of us sort of going through. And like I say, going on again, what Sturge says, he's, he's not a bad footballer as well. Uh, sorry, back back to Jamie's question. Uh, Jamie's an exceptional talent. Um, so he he was with um, me at Winslow beginning of last year. Um, on on his day, um, unplayable. And I think um, there was one particular game, which I think uh, sort of got him his move. I think there was a, uh, I think it was a Berks and Bucks County game against, against Risborough. Um, and he, he was unplayable, absolutely unplayable. So quick, so direct, skillful, um, and de- defending him. I think when he's in full flow would be an absolute nightmare, absolute nightmare. And it's it's one of those things. I think, like you said, if he, he cement himself a place um, as a good sort of as a good year at Risborough, I think that he could he could push on. I mean, they'll say he's got sort of good credentials. Obviously, he was with MK Dons. Sort of in his, his junior thing, but I think he's one of those players. I think if he realised how good he was, I think he'd just, yeah. I mean, we obviously want him at Richmond, but I think he'd just push on. I think he's a very, very, very bright lad. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him develop even further next season. Uh, his family well behind him as well. They're always great, aren't they? Pitch side, um, they, they they bring a lot of uh, character and spirit and a lot of laughs along the way. So uh, he's a, he's fantastic in the squad. I've got a lot of time for him. Um, we're very defence heavy. I mean, we've got two big new signings that we've come in and I, I know that we all want to get on to to talk about them as well as our retained list um, in no particular order. But I'll start with Gary Connolly, primarily because I spelt his name wrong in the in the in the announcement on the club web uh, on the club Twitter page. Uh, which I hang my head in shame and I offer him my unreserved apology. I didn't get any comeback from him, uh, bless him, and I didn't get anybody else spotting it, but I declare it now. 
but I think there was about 20,000 Twitter accounts that went to, and I've, I've, I'll put my hands up. I apologize. Sorry, Gary. Uh, I really should do better. It won't happen again. Uh, but apart from spelling his name wrong, uh, centre-back, left-back, uh, captain at Leighton Town last season in their title-winning team, uh, also captain at Kings Landley prior to that on back-to-back uh, promotions from step five to three. I mean, it, it, I put on the, the Twitter announcement that he's got, uh, he's a winner in his DNA, winning is in his DNA. Uh, that that's a massive part uh, for us, isn't it? About what what we need, what we need from him. Yeah, obviously, um, <clears throat> we met the pair of them in, um, as I said on on, on the old um, Twitter announcement that we met we met the pair of them, Carl as well. So they um, uh, is the crow's nest, is it on the old Tring Road? Is that is that right on the old uh, roundabout? Oh yeah, we met them there, um, and it's, it was literally mid meeting, and uh, Mark actually said we need to sign you to. It was that infectious the meeting. The way Gary spoke mainly was something that we were looking at in the fact that he's absolutely, look at his pedigree. You know I mean, it speaks volumes. So someone like that, and he played numerous games for Leighton last year. I think he played 44 games. We've looked at all the stats and stuff and it was just a no-brainer for us. He was really engaged and I felt that he bought into what we were trying to say to him about the projects as well. Um, great player. Obviously, we played against him twice last year and I know his credentials and stuff. And and, and again, like the the sort of dialogue I've had with him he's a great bloke he seems he seems a lovely chap so obviously he's going to settle into the group well as far as I'm concerned and um, it's our job as a management team to work out how we're going to fit all these players in <laughs> It's going to be a challenge isn't it? Um, Definitely yeah Paul um, your thoughts on Gary? Yeah no he's he, like, I, like I touched on with the new signing and stuff it never did I see it but did I think that um, a player of Gary's sort of Caliber will be playing for Brisbane. It's very simple. And as soon as um, uh, obviously Leighton got promoted, Birch got the job over in Bedford, I thought it was sort of a done deal that he'd just follow him straight over. I just uh, thought it was done deal. Obviously, he's come from Kings Langley. I think he won back to back promotions there. And, that, and that's that, the characters, they're the characters that you want within this group. If, we, if we're serious about sort of pushing on, um, one obviously is so important, obviously, trying to get this club promoted next year and then obviously trying to push on from there. They're the type of people that you want at this football club. Uh, He's got a presence about him. I mean, having having chatted with him at the meet and greet, he's certainly got something about him. And and within uh, minutes of the announcement, uh, one of the backroom people at Leighton messaged me uh, to say, you've got a very, very good player on your hands. I can't wait to start working with him. As Paul said, his pedigree is, is speaks for itself. And I think he's going to be massively infectious on this group this year. Well, Rob Kearney, our Risborough Rangers stato, uh, tells us that um, Gary actually owes Risborough because the last time we played Kings Langley was in May 2014, apparently, in the Spartan South Midlands Division One Cup final at London Colney, in which Gary scored in the 90th minute to make it 3-0 uh, to them on the night. So he does absolutely owe Rangers. Another excellent defensive signing that we've made, uh, Ollie Sprague, who I had the pleasure to meet at uh, Rangers Ground, uh, Windsor's, uh, just over the weekend uh, to take his um, picture to announce his arrival at uh, the club. And he comes to us from Beaconsfield Town, uh, left-sided defender. A few years back, he was at St Albans City FC in the National League South and at Romford FC in the league below. And I felt there was a real sort of refreshing honesty about him. Uh, he's got a, a lot about him. He's obviously coming to us ambi- ambitious, sorry, to help Rangers in what we're trying to achieve. Uh, but also honest, I felt, in terms of trying to balance 
you know, the demands of football with work, with family. And he's made the move to Rangers, you know, as a sort of a, an overall package of what he's looking to get out. And at non-league, you know, we're not we're not professional players. So, you know, it's a, it seems like a, a well thought out move to me from somebody who's, you know, bright, intelligent and clearly a, a, an excellent footballer. He was our, um, obviously me and Mark met Ollie first. So Ollie was the first player, obviously won't mind me saying that this was agreed quite a, quite a while ago. Um, and you're absolutely spot on, Alan, exactly what you said. He is so refreshing to speak to. He shouldn't be at Rizra. <laughs> I'll be honest, probably shouldn't say it, but it's the truth. Well, you um, said it now. Yeah, well, it's, it's the truth. I'm very honest now, as you know, and you just reeled off some clubs there and his pedigree is ridiculous. Um, so I can guarantee what you're going to get for him is, is real high. I've actually watched him a few times because uh, obviously at Beckinsale last year, they played on a Monday night. So I knew exactly what he was about. Um, and once Mark has said that he'd made well, we sort of made contact, and he obviously was obviously willing to, to have a conversation. We met him down the club, um, and the conversation was the meeting was brilliant, mate. It was so engaging, actually very intelligent to speak to, uh, and was willing to, to to jump on this project. And, and that's what we've approached it the whole summer. Um, you have to jump on the project and be part of it, and he's going to be an absolute massive part of it. Well, I would have had a nice little interview to play uh, with Ollie because uh, I had a chat with him at the ground. Uh, but not only did I spell Gary Connolly's surname wrong, but I managed for some reason the audio was so bad on my iPhone that it just wasn't playable. So apologies to Ollie. Um, what can I tell you? He said he's ambitious for us. Uh, he's looking forward to getting involved. Uh, he's clearly very focused on Rangers, but uh, doing that sort of balanced stuff that we talked about. And uh, also getting married within the next year as well. And his uh, fiance Rose was down there uh, with him. Uh, good to chat with both of them and um i think they'll they'll fit in and hopefully they'll enjoy you know their time being part of the club you know which is which is part of it because you know it's a, a few times a week pinch points at the club isn't it training playing if it's a couple of times a week so you've got to enjoy your football as well but on alan like you have to spend a lot of time with people and if you're spending time with people that you don't really get on and you're not willing to to be part of it's it becomes an issue and um Something I wanted to, to, to be massive on this year was making sure we got a good dressing room. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. Let's move on to our midfield players then and have a think about our retained list. Uh, first one I'm going to mention is a chap called Ben Sturgis. Uh, and he's been with us for a while now. Good player. I'm not going to let him talk about himself. I'm going to ask Tav, actually. Tav, what? Being let's be as objective as we can. It's difficult because we're rolling through the players and, and talking about all the good bits. But what do you need from Sturge next season? Uh, well, he's got to learn to leave the clubhouse uh, before he gets himself in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, he's got to probably get bring the bookings down a little bit because that's costing him a lot of money. And we know that Kirsty will be on his case if he keeps having to pay out, out of his wages. No, I'm joking. Sturge is, is key as well. That the, the partnership in the middle of the park that Sturge has struck up, whether it was with AK or whether it was with Ash or Kieran or Hoggy, you know, Ben was was central to that. I've known Ben a long time. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wax too lyrical about him because um, he's not always he's not always very nice to me. Believe it or not, Alan. And I've had to. No, but Serge is key. Um, just uh, yeah, again, a, a warrior in the middle of the pitch. Um, good head on his shoulders for the most part until you get a few drinks down him anyway. Um, and then yeah, knows how to play. 
and has, has kept himself together. You know, Serge is a year older than me and much, much, much fitter. He's looked after himself and, you know, retrospectively, retrospectively, sorry, I, I wish I'd try, try, tried a bit harder to maintain myself because maybe, I mean, I don't think I'd be playing this level, but maybe I'd still be able to play and I wouldn't be shot to bits. But Serge has and, and that's why he's in there. And I think, you know, Paul, Mark, whoever it would be, would say that um, if we're talking about players that, that make up the, the metaphorical spine of this team, Josh is one and Sturge is, is probably the other. Um, absolutely key to what Risborough are trying to do this year in both on and off the pitch. And our retained list, obviously, as well as Ben, as Kieran Schmidt, uh, a.k.a. Alex Kazerski and Ollie Hogg. Um, that's not a massive number. We've got a new sign-in that we'll come on to as well, but uh, it's not a big number. And if I were trying to be as objective as possible, I'd be saying, look, Ben isn't the youngest um, and could he you know, pick up an injury easily enough? AK's coming back from a serious injury. Uh, Ollie's had uh, some injuries last season that kept him out. You know, as dispassionately as you can, I mean, Paul, as coach, do you look at the midfield and think, you know, do we need to strengthen that? Are there risks going into a season perhaps being a bit light? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think we have... I think there has been talk about about midfielder, but then again, I'd be sort of looking at it. There's um, a signing that we haven't spoken about. Can we know for a fact he can play slightly deeper into a ten? We know possibly maybe a change of shape, so it's there might be sort of not needed three in the middle. It's it's a lot of talk at the moment. We don't know whether Josh, even though I know he he'd love to, he might be able to pull out the John Stones role. Um, which I know for 100% he could play. And I know he thinks he could play it as well. So I think even within the account, I think I'm pretty sure that Gary, um, I'm pretty sure he, he can play centre midfield. Um, so that there's, there's even as it is at the moment, and I think like that there might be another one or two signings, but I'm pretty sure even if we go into the season as we are, I think we're pretty, pretty set. Uh, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at, if it was that for obviously AK coming, obviously we're all sort of hopefully he comes back into the fold. I mean, if, if he does, that is huge for Risborough Rangers. It is massive. He's one of the most, so if you're looking locally, probably one of the most talented midfielders this town has seen. Um, obviously, Ollie and Kieran, both fantastic players. And I mean, I, I kept on saying to sort of Sturge and Mark last year, you just cannot leave Ben Allerton. It is simple, and there's, there's moments where, sort of, that um, because of injuries and stuff, has been sort of gone back into the the back, the back four. But straight away, you you lose sort of a focal point in our midfield, which is, is just just being in into that holding role. Um, I thought I thought Ben was fantastic last year. I think it was just his organisation still, and just the just a, a presence. You can see a Brisbane team with Ben in it is a much better side much better side well Ben let's bring, go back to you then I mean uh, what's your view on how well set up we are for the for the season before we come on to our, our super signing I'll see it both both sides out I'll be honest um, you could look at it subjectively and say we're like uh, it's something that we've all spoke about and maybe we are maybe we're not I think Paul's right in the fact that Gary obviously played that role late and the role I can play um, and I feel anyone can play that role in that in that name you said I mean AK's had some positive news this week as well which is massive so I've actually had a good chat with him uh, Friday and and last night. So um, the boy's in a good space and 
I'm pretty sure that we're going to see him by the end of August, but I'm not trying to put any pressure on him. I've told him to, from a personal point of view, just to be level with it and what will be will be and, and keep steady uh, and keep your mind straight and, and what will be will be. But don't get too high, don't get too low because I feel that I feel he'll be back by August. Um, so we will see. But from our point of view, I think we're happy. I think me and Mark have had a conversation yesterday and we're happy with where we are. Um, there will be one or two more coming in. I can reveal that. Uh, again, I'm not going to reveal who they are. The four names you mentioned, um, I think any side would like to have them in their side this year. So just going back to Al, I think Al, Ollie Hogg's been a little bit restricted with us in the fact that when I played against him at step four, he was a box-to-box player, like one of the best around. And I mean that, like, I had some serious battles with him on a football pitch. Really, really, really good, talented player. So I think this year we're going to get the best out of him. He's a lot fitter. Um, he's been working hard that in the summer. And I think that obviously with certain departures and stuff, he's going to allow Ollie to, to flourish more, in my opinion. I mean, is there a like-for-like replacement for Ash? I know we, we tried not to use the replacement word last time, but obviously he has gone and he did give us a lot. How do you see that particular role being filled with the names you've given? And well, let's introduce the new signing as well. Why not? Uh, Matt uh, Peak Pyon, uh, Peaky as we'll call him from now on, um, previously at Aylesbury United, Tame United and Oxford City, a versatile left-sided player. I mean, what's he going to bring to the party? Um, with my links at Tame, I knew I knew what was happening sort of the, the morning of when it happened. Um, and Peaky was actually the first player that, that, that I contacted along with one other. Um, I was massive on bringing Peaky in in the fact that obviously Paul's described his set plays and stuff like that a second down. He's got one of the best left foots I've ever seen. He's dynamic. We're not going to replace Ash because in the fact that Ash did certain things that a lot of people can't do, he can travel with a football explosively. Peaky, Peaky can dribble a football. But Ash is in his own right in the fact that obviously I've felt the fell victim of this in the cage when I've had battles with him this year. He just glides past you. No matter what you do, it'll shift it and you can't touch him. So he's a certain player that is a bit niche, if you know what I mean. He's, he's sort of in his own right in that respect. So um, Peaky's a massive sign and he, he brings, again, great, great values and stuff. He's really involved. Again, another one like Paul said, similar to Joe, is going to be there every week of training. Uh, and I think he deserves sort of a 30, 40 game season where he's going to be consistent. And I really do think, I actually think he's going to be one of the biggest signings this club's made. And that's a big statement, but but I fully believe that he's going to do really well for us this year. That's really interesting. I mean, again, met him and had a chat with him at the meet and greet, came across really well. Nice young lad. Um, Paul, what, what are you hoping to get out of uh, Peaky next season? Yeah, no, I think the, I mean, every time I've sort of seen, obviously played against Tame, He's one of those players who sort of um, his his delivery is is, is unbelievable. He reminds me of sort of um, a bit of the delivery and, and the style sort of play, a bit like James Dobson. I think he's off of of that quality and obviously that delivery. But I say so. I mean, it's a, one that he's a very combative player, um, so he's still going to add that sort of grit and steel to it. But like I say, from set plays, um, corners, free kicks, the delivery would be it'd be on the money. So it's sort of every, it'd be a case of not the delivery poor. It's just actually not if we're not scoring, it's what we're not doing in the box to to make it pay off. Um, but again, also I've I mean <laughs> I don't know I've, I've seen him score from thirty yards out as well. So I know he can actually strike a ball so sweet. Um, and I say again, it's it's another sort of player that sort of we've brought in who's a fantastic character. And I say again, he's another one who I can't wait to work with. 
And one other name, which I must admit, I've kind of thought as a more of a somebody you'd be pushing up front. But Raz, I think Paul, you'd, you'd see him more as a midfielder. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he, he's allowed to sort of, um, sort of probably if he looks back on it, sort of had a bit of a tough season. Probably didn't get the minutes he thought he'd done. But I thought when he did, um, I thought he was he was fantastic. Again, another he's allowed to literally no matter where where you see him, whether it's outside about what's going on, on the pitch, he's just got this massive contagious smile and I say he just he's just great to be around and I think and I know for I know for a fact is um sort of gaff um sort of mark thinks the world of him he mm. literally every time I speak to him it's he's like Raz is gonna have a great season I know he's he's gonna have a fantastic season I can just feel it you're listening to up the Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast Let's round off our whiz through the Rangers retain list and new signings for the new season uh, by looking at uh, the front line and uh, just looking down the list. Uh, Ricky Miller, Michael Harding, uh, Jethro Odumosu, uh, Liam M. Vermarum, and uh, a recent uh, late runner and rider, Harry Scott, uh, who's uh, re-signed. Great to see that uh, over the weekend. And uh, a new signing, which I'll come on to in a second, which is a real marquee signing. Uh, so looking down that list, I mean, first of all, there's quite a few numbers there, which is great. All real quality uh, players in there. I mean, perhaps in terms of uh, just experience and having played higher up the leagues, we should really start with Ricky Miller, you know, fully fit, focused and bang on it. Ricky Miller is going to be a massive handful for any team at step five, isn't it, um, Tav? Yeah, I mean, Ricky came in the back end of last season and was, uh, yeah, wasn't fit. I, I think he was quite honest about that as well, but still managed to get, I think he got 11 or 12 in 14, 15 games. I mean, it's still a very good return when you think that he wasn't wasn't at a, a peak physical condition. Um, he's a great guy to, to have around the dressing room. He's very funny, not always on purpose. Um, yeah, he, 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 he is very, very funny. Um no, look, his, his credentials speak for themselves. He will be a menace if he's firing all, on all cylinders next year. He's he's a striker that nobody's going to want to come up against. He's um he's been there and done it, as they say. So be very keen to see him uh, back to his best. I mean, Paul, working with someone like Ricky, you know, there's a big pedigree there. Um, you're not going to be teaching him how to finish, are you? No, no I, think, I think the. I think the thing with uh, Ricky was obviously he's got such a close connection with Mark. Um, obviously, having worked through through the years, and I think I think when it was first a possibility, I think Mark was saying, "No, we think I think think we can get Ricky Miller." And to be honest, I was thinking it was there's absolutely no chance Ricky Miller is going to sort of come down and turn up for us on Saturday. Step five, having played step one pro football. Um, but he, obviously, he did, and I say Mark, obviously that relentless probably side of it is managed to sign him and I think you, you can see I think it was one of those players and you always worry that sort of when players come from sort of levels they sort of come down and they sort of rather than sort of does it actually mean anything to them um, sort of rather or they just play until the end of the season just having a bit of fun sort of playing that sort of like you said is dropping down but you see it it really did mean something and he really bought into the squad the squad um, like I say you could see when when we lost, it, it, you could see how hurt he was if he didn't have a good game. You could see how much it meant to him. And like I say, I think he was fantastic in the dressing room, fantastic with some of the younger players. And like I say, when you see him on the pitch, 
it's and to think that sort of yeah if he wasn't fit and he's already sort of sort of some of the runs some of the finishing he was was doing was you thinking crikey if, if we can keep him we can if he pushes on and be sort of comes in fit I, I, it's, it's scary to think what what he can do for us next year the type of player he is I mean as a defender you could see it's all the little sort of sly things. I know sometimes, obviously, the referees sort of got it. But it was always the sort of, I suppose, it's the, I suppose it's like the dark, dark arts of, of football. Do you know I mean, the little nudges, the little tweaks, the little sort of riding the tackles and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think he could be fantastic for us. And what a fantastic opportunity for the youngsters like Michael Harding and Jethro Odomosu to be playing alongside Ricky and to learn those kind of things. And they're, they're two players that... You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing next season because they were both uh, absolutely fantastic last season uh, at different stages. Um, Jethro scored a fantastic hat-trick for us, didn't he, towards the tail end of the season. Michael scored a few absolute screamers and was a real handful. And we showed at the meet and greet, didn't we? Just had that footage popped up of him scoring away at Aylesbury Vale Dynamos. Uh, what a goal that was. So two players that, you know, really, really looking forward to seeing them both kick on next season. I think Michael suffered a little bit towards the end of the season with an injury. Uh, it was unfortunate for him because he was in a really good place and playing some really good football. Um, again, a lad that came in sort of on a whim, really. Mark, Mark managed to secure it and it was a bit like, who's this lad? And he come to training and all of a sudden I was like, we've got some sort of player here. I tell you. And obviously, and the fact of Jeffro, Jeffro again, similar to Raz, probably felt that he, he didn't probably get as many minutes as he should have. Every time he did, he performed. Um, he came on at, uh, he started at Colney it was Colney Eve he scored the actually wasn't it on that day and he was just absolutely unplayable in that first half and again another player we need to be versatile this year Alan and, and these players can play in many positions which is massive and it's obviously integral to a side that are going to do something so again going to feature absolutely massively and wouldn't be surprised if they're both starting the first game of the season and Paul, I want to ask you about uh, Liam Envermaram and Harry Scott, two absolute quality players. You know, we know that uh, on their day. For me, and again, if I'm being as objective as I possibly can, uh, on their day for me is the point. Uh, the, the days aren't quite as often as I'd like to see them. And uh, is that something for either one or both of them about, you know, getting them to consistently pour, perform at the level that we know they can? Yeah, I think from, I mean, if you spoke to, I mean, like you say, uh, as undeniable, they're, they're huge talents. And I think if you spoke that conversation with them, it was a case of they probably feel they didn't get, and, and probably, yeah, for the stats though, they didn't get the minutes they, they probably think they deserve or, or warrant. So like I say, again, they're, but they're both fantastic footballers. And I, it was very sort of sort of clear sort of in, in the meeting that it's, and what I quite like is we've got all these, these names, but sort of Mark and sort of Ben of Boschkon, it's, it's a clean slate, absolute clean slate. So, I mean, he's, we know Lem is a fantastic player, Fan, fantastic player. Like I say, I remember when, when we see him, I think it was up against, um, when we went away to Hadley, I think it was, I think it was Ben, I think it was your first, that was your day. Yeah. 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 He, he sort of played, I'm played. He, he, I think he scored a hat-trick. Was it three yeah. goals? Unplayable. Unplayable. And I say again, is and, and Harry Scott is again worked with him at sort of like two or three clubs. I think he, he's probably one of the most skillful players I think I've ever worked with. I mean, in, in training and, and no, no sort of sort of like hand on heart in training, some of the goals and some of the moves, and you just sort of you just think you just watch it and thinking, what just happened? 
like literally sort of sometimes you see he's shooting from angles which I don't think any footballer so I see would be able to do and it's like flying in the top corner um, so I like I mean like I say is again I'm really pleased that they've decided to stay at Risborough and start pre-season with us and it's like I said it's a clean slate they come in they have a really good pre-season and they've basically got to go to sort of on sort of Mark's door and go you can't you can't not play me I've, I've been unreal in training I've been unreal in pre-season it's a decision it's they, they they're making the decision like I say and both they're both very talented and they're both really good lads as well they're good to have around the club like I say and they're the type of people we need to keep involved what a fantastic uh, lineup for attackers at Rangers for next season and we haven't even got to the new signing uh, Lewis Toomey who comes to us from Leighton Town title winning uh, side last season obviously at step five I saw him back at the day back in the day when he was playing for Burko uh, alongside JJ Lacey and what a player uh, absolute eye for goal uh, guaranteed goal scorer uh, good lad um, you know proven winner he's going to be a big addition for Rangers I think we look for a marquee signer now and he's that there's no denying it I've played against him at, at Burko and obviously get at Leighton and what a player I mean, he went unnoticed in that side last year, as far as I'm concerned. I think he got 28 goals for Leighton. And every time I looked, like, he weren't starting. And I'm thinking, how has he managed to get, obviously, Archie and Leon right front. And, but he scored 28 goals last year. So if we can nick, nick 28 of them for us, I'll be over the moon. He, his pedigree is massive, mate. Again, every every team would look this summer think, right, we need to sign a nine. We need to see number 10. Who can we go and get? And there's no better, as far as I'm concerned. Fully engaged already. Um, that had a good couple of chats with him. Uh, Mark was obviously fully on to him and he, he he had no choice but to sign for us. So, um, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get... He's a lovely lad, apparently, as well. Fitzy obviously knows him. And a good. That's, that's, I'll be honest with you, Al, this season, the way the um, sort of recruitment's gone, it's been helpful because people have come into the group that know different people. And obviously, one thing that I've learned over the summer is not sometimes what you know, it's who you know in this game. And we've been fortunate that they've been friends with certain individuals and it's massively helped us, I'll be honest. It's, it's, sometimes you need to, to build in part of that player stuff. And, and Mark's big on that as well. He'll allow players to have input. If they're willing to do it and, and do it in the right way, it, it's not sort of like a sergeant major, like I said on Thursday. We're willing to listen to people as long as they're sensible and willing to buy into to, to what we want, then it helps. Why wouldn't you use that knowledge and, and obviously experience of other players that are friends with people to, to, to sign players? Paul, thanks ever so much for joining us. Uh, really great to have you with us. No, thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, and obviously credit to, to all three of you guys. I think this has been podcast. Is, I mean, I listen to it religiously every every time it comes on. I think it's a fantastic um, sort of part towards the club, what you're doing. I think it's credit to all three of you. Well, thanks, mate. Really appreciate that. We've done all right so far, so hopefully you've done all right on this episode. Uh, we'll have to see what the ratings are like, won't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks very much for joining us again. Uh, this has been the Up The Riz podcast, and uh, we shall look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, Up The Riz. This has been Up The Riz, the new official Risborough Rangers FC podcast. Catch us on Spotify podcasts and Apple podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at UpTheRiz underscore pod. See you next time. Up The Riz.